Hey, hello, and welcome back to The Hive, and uh, episode 15, I think, this week. And um, today we're going to be talking about a topic that kind of came to us during the course of last last week's conversation, where we kind of, it came to us in a bit of a blinding flash, um, given that we're all... Uh, long-standing members of the workforce and we've been around for a few years we started to talk about how it must be and how it must feel if you're actually beginning your working life for the first time ever in a first job and you're doing that from home working remotely you've never met the people you work with you've never you've never met them to be interviewed and um, your first experience of the workplace is actually your bedroom or your mum and dad's dining room or something. So today we're going to be talking about how to support new starters when their first ever job is, is in that kind of environment. And I guess we should start with you, Joe, because really if anyone's an expert on productivity and virtual working and, uh, you know, you sort of uh, set this stall out many, many years ago, it's you. So, so how, how would you imagine that experience is differed you know differs for people in that situation compared to to people like us when we started out well I, I actually don't mind going first on the basis not of what you've just said about supposed expertness um but actually I did interim work for a few years before I started my business so I was an HR director then I did interim and then I started a, a different sort of business and so I I regularly because I quite often did work that was elsewhere in the country, I regularly started a role with a new organisation, expected to hit the ground running from day one. And I quite often wasn't in the office. I was in my home office. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know from that point of view, even though, you know, I, I had knowledge and expertise and, and experience of being in offices and I knew the sorts of questions to ask and who I needed to probably speak to I still remember those moments of of sort of sitting in my office thinking I have nothing to do I don't know what to do now because you know I've I've read the induction pack and nobody can talk to me for another two hours <laughs> and I didn't actually have any work yet you know when you start a new job often you sit at your desk wondering what to do and that's even in an office never mind in your home office and I even left a job once because I didn't have any work really to do and I felt bad that they were paying me and I wasn't really working very hard um, I've since changed my view I might just stick around for a bit longer now <laughs> but, um, but it it's even more important to sort of remember that that as that person hasn't had that experience they don't haven't started a job and thought oh, I need to speak to these people and I need to learn this the answers to these questions you know we have to think for them we have to think ahead about what could they possibly need to know and in what order and when to you know in order to to start to sort of get in, engaged with the, the workforce and you know things like induction we quite often will say in, a, in a, an organization I'll go and spend the day in that department and you'll get flung around an office but at least you're in the office and sort of there but imagine you know go and talk to that department for a day and they're all in six areas of the country how do you facilitate that how do you make sure that people are having conversations at the right time and that somebody's got something to do and they're not just feeling you know isolated and and stupid and you know all those other things that come up when you don't feel connected hmm. Lorna what would your take be on it because I mean you you've worked in organizations I think that have employed a lot of first jobbers over time yeah, I've run um, undergraduate recruitment schemes and programs and graduate programs and um, worked in startups where we've hired a lot of people into their first jobs. Um, 
and I've done lots of reflecting. I think since um, this crisis has hit on, gosh, what must it be like to be starting a, 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 new, a new first job? And I think starting a new job anyway during this um, unique situation is a challenge for anyone. Mm. Um, but of course, when you're starting a, a fresh grad or somebody in their first job, or whatever it might be, you're not just teaching them how to do the job, you're teaching them how to be at work and what you know what work means and all of the unspoken stuff the culture stuff the how we do things around here which that's the stuff that you pick up by osmosis because yeah. that's how human beings learn mainly we learn you know you watch children we learn by watching and trying it out ourselves and you know having someone go before us and, and getting it wrong mm. so i think the point that you're sitting in your well i mean I'm 43 and I've got a home office, but I've not had it, you know, all my life. But starting mm. out in my career, I didn't have a home office. I'm, you might be living at home with your mum and dad. Mm. Um, and the other thing that I think is curious about this role, maybe less for graduate schemes, right, because they tend to be on rotation. We tend to give them shiny stuff to come and attract them. But first jobbers, they're not the ones that you tend to give a mobile phone and a laptop to as a, as a default, are they? Mm. No. So no. really, well, that's Nelly. Nelly's not there anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, you can't go and sit by Bob, and he's always yeah. done it, and Bob will teach you because Bob, yeah. you know, is in his own. Now that's room. that of course has got pros and cons because goodness knows what Nelly and Bob were telling them, but yeah. you know. Um so where's the onus? Who who's where does the onus lie for trying to trying to help make this better? And what is it? it does this come back to the poor old line manager, team leader, to really proactively find <laughs> ways to make this happen? No, I mean, you know, do they sign up for a 10 a.m. osmosis session or what? I mean, how does it, how does it work, Joe? It's going to... It's, it's going to come from there in the first place, hasn't it? But I suppose it really is even more important to really engage your whole team in embracing that new person and and being really clear about what we've just said that depending on their previous experience this this is not just a new job this is a new way of being this is a new thing that they're doing as you said in their parents dining room or, or whatever that they perhaps haven't known about before and you know it's happening at my um, nephew's off to university and it sounds like he's going to go to university and then not actually go into the university <laughs> he's going to be studying at home um, but at university I mean it's happening at all sort of levels of, of um, you know, the, the workforce and, and education, isn't it? That, mm. that we're having to think differently. So it's about making sure everybody's aware of it and not taking that onus on as the, as the line manager or the team leader, because some of that stuff happens in, in organizations because, uh, and it isn't always done right. We know that, but you know, you've got a group of people in an office and they see somebody and they, they say, come and sit with me or can I help you with that or, or whatever. And we need to make that happen through other means and everybody needs to be doing that not just that one manager because they're you know they have enough don't have enough time as it is to do lots of stuff to expect them to you know be constantly on the phone with the new person or doing these sorts of meetings or, or whatever to help them is, is impractical isn't it so mm -hmm. how can we get other people in the team to mm. do that who knows maybe they're going to end up with like um an induction manager who's going to have to onboard people in this environment and that's their only job because it's so important and exactly. needs so much time to do it i don't know yeah and and lorna what's your view 
I mean, how does if somebody's joining and they're on a you know sort of three month probation or whatever? Um, mm. There's a sense, isn't there, that in that three months we're looking to make a good impression and to make our mark and be be observed as being you know made of the right stuff and a good fit and all of that. So how how's that going to pan out? Do you think? Mm performance management what you know where how's that going to be handled so i would put probations in in room 101 if i would rule the world anyway <laughs> it's my first thing that i'd say in that. any event yeah in any event for anyone yeah like it, it does put that you're talking about starting a, a, a psychological contract with someone you need to build trust and mm. what you're saying is but you're under a spotlight for six months mm. so you get wrong and you're <laughs> out the door and we don't really trust our recruitment processes anyway we might have made a tough decision um <laughs> so that's my soapbox about that yeah, um i think um but there is a lot of pressure when you are starting a new job because you are building trust with new people. You are, you know, you're going through all of the, the, I always describe the first few months of a new job. It's like having your head in, head in a blender, mm. that absorbing information. And it's so much easier to do that when you are having informal chats in the canteen or able to sit down with someone. So, um, I think it's really funny because I've been working with a client just this morning on um, taking their current induction uh, program package where they do things and how do we make it fit for purpose now that we're truly um, a flexible, agile organisation and we're never going back to head office. Mm -hmm. Head office for this business is just going to be a hub where we meet safely at the moment and then we mm -hmm. use it for team meets and customers in the future. So the world has definitely changed. Um, and I think it's it's exposing all the stuff that we've always known, but we kind of got away with not doing because we've just let people go and sit with Bob. Like your, your internal employer brand, your tone of voice, how you speak to people, the experience they have in everything that they do needs to be consistent and it needs to speak to the culture and the expectations that you have of people. So if you um, have told a new starter that you are a technology focused, agile fast forward thinking business and their induction is just the powerpoint deck that mary used to walk through in the office presented on zoom for two hours um you've just on their personal laptop because you've not actually sent them a laptop yet right? because yeah. somebody forgot to put the requisition in <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. it's going to expose all of those holes in the and induction processes and i've worked in a fair few businesses mm. big, big and small i'm sure you do as well they're never perfect mm, no. you do the corporate thing some of the you know training you've got to do for health and safety or compliance whatever else and then you learn how stuff really gets done mm, mm. um so you, i think it's really going to put onboarding under a spotlight for mm. for organizations and i agree somebody needs to own it drive it i would always say as a hr person it's the line manager's responsibility to bring on to board but we can't just go over to mm. you guys this is really where technology is going to come to play then. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. you know, social networks, enterprise social networks, that kind of thing yeah, yeah. To, to create particular yeah. groups, cohorts of new starters that together we're all going through the same process together. Yeah. Yes, and that will help. But just, I mean, I was flip, being flippant about not having the, the, the laptop, but how many times have, you know, we started a job um, and not had the equipment and 
you know, now it doesn't matter as much because people have phones and they quite often have their own computers and so on. And they can probably get away with it. But, you know, I remember back in the day spending a week with no technology and having to just borrow other people's or work on paper or have lots of meetings because I couldn't do any work yet because I didn't have the tech. Mm. If we don't get ourselves organised to order that and send it to people in time for their start or we build in that it's you know day three that they're expecting it or whatever then even just that like yeah. real simple um you know logistical thing is going to cause issues isn't yes. it or, or an email address that is temp at com. you know how many times do people live with that and it's that sort of stuff that when you've met Bob and Mary and you like them because you like the people and you've been out for the lunchtime drink and they're all right. So you forgive them the fact that onboarding was a bit of a shambles. Yeah. Take yeah. away the, the direct human connection straight up front. And someone's experience of you as an organisation is how you do that stuff. Yes. Which is critical. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies, excellent. Um, one final takeaway from each of you. Joe. what what does one person need to do in our mythical organisation to make this right? And who is it? You know what I'm going to come back to? If anyone's been watching these videos throughout, you'll know it's about treating people individually, <laughs> working out what is going to be right for them and making sure you do that. <laughs> oh, you're so predictable, Joe. You're so predictable. I like to call it consistent. <laughs> consistent, of course. Lorna, what about you? I have this phrase that I use with clients and in change, but I'm going to use it here, which is meet people where they are, right? Find out how do you need to be communicated with? What do you, what do you need? How, particularly with people who are new to the workplace. And I'm mm. not going to get into the generalizations around, you know, different generations, but how do you best communicate? Do you want a voice note in the morning? Do you want a WhatsApp group? Do you want to be on Slack? Mm. Do you want an email? Zoom one on one. Yeah. What do you need? Joe jo make Joe makes everyone be on Slack. That's her. It's her mandatory. Oh, well, well that's that's for another day. <laughs> that's for another day. Great stuff. Lovely. Joe, Lorna, thank you very much, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>